on your tablet and online. This is the AFC Donscast on Friday. Hello and welcome to the AFC Dons cast on Friday the 4th of February. It's Graham here with your second Dons update of the week. Coming up, we're post-match following our game against Ross County on Tuesday night. And we have a quick catch-up with Academy Director Gavin Levy and new signing Vicente Beswin. But first, our attention turns to Tuesday night in Dingwall. Yet another frustrating match. The lack of quality in front of goal continues. And whilst yet again we had plenty of shots at goal, only seven of them, seven of them were on target. Johnny Hayes opened the scoring for us just after the start of the second half, but County levelled with a Ross Callaghan strike five minutes later, much to the annoyance of the travelling support. Laidlaw kept the game level late on with two big saves, first from a Hayes shot after a slick passing move, and the keeper got down to deny a close range from the resulting corner. Harry Payton had the game's best chance to win it from the centre of the box, saved by Lewis. With the results elsewhere going in favour of us, once again we failed to take the advantage and secure a vital win. Stephen, a lot better than last Tuesday, certainly. Maybe just disappointed not to get all three points. Uh, yeah, well, there was certainly a lot of room for improvement from last week. Uh, I think we showed a good bit of that. Still similar failings in the final third that didn't quite do enough with opportunities we made. Uh, final pass and things like that. And it's the, same, it's the same story every week recently. But overall performance a lot better and some good individual showings within it, which, was, which is a big improvement. It was a great goal, wasn't it, from Johnny Hayes? It was just what you wanted on the back of half-time. Yeah, Scott played a good pass in. We started the second half pretty well. Scott found an area and Johnny's pace and energy was great. Uh, but I think the finish was even better. Uh, I think Johnny should get a lot of credit for that goal as well. And I'm sure he enjoyed it. Yeah. And disappointed, obviously, that you couldn't hold on to the lead and build on it a little bit longer. Yeah, we, we started, it felt like we were coming. It was, it, we were doing well as well. And then we didn't lock in a throw in this side of the pitch right in front of us. And they managed to switch it quick and end up getting a shot off. So it's, it was disappointing in that aspect because we didn't give up a lot of shots or anything again. Uh, which we have been good at, uh, but it's it's almost a little failing that we didn't lock them in that one side of the pitch. A basic thing that get it right, you probably won the game, won the bulk of the play. And maybe Ross Callaghan got a little bit too much time on the ball, plenty of red shirts in the vicinity, but nobody was able to shut him down. Yeah, without seeing it back, I think we, we got a little bit stretched in the first place because they did manage to switch it. I think McCrory got a good block on the initial shot. Uh, and then I think it's a bit fortunate how it drops, but Sometimes there's almost too many bodies close and everyone else thinks someone's going to do it. And they also block the goalkeeper's view, probably. So that's without seeing it back properly. But I think the, the speed of the break is what kind of caught us, probably. Does it feel like a, a little step of progress tonight from where you were last midweek? And obviously there are a lot of draws tonight, so it's still pretty tight uh, in that mid, mid section of the table. I think the positive is that we didn't lose ground. I think we, we obviously want to come here and win. A lot of teams don't. Uh, we, we felt like we had the, the team to, to go and do it. I think the performance should have done it. So I won't be too positive after not winning. But I think not losing ground was important for us. But obviously we want to keep looking up the way. Uh, so it's important that we get back to winning ways on Saturday at Livingston. Vicente looks really promising. Uh, maybe the downside was that he wasn't on the ball as much as you would have liked to have him on the ball. Yeah, he's not, he's not had opportunities to really train with us properly and do 11 by 11 things and develop partnerships with either the right back on the side or the left back on the other side. So, But I think he definitely showed positive signs of what he's going to give us. Pace, energy, real quality as well. Uh, and the fact he's able to last 90 minutes, he's in here ready to hit the ground running. Uh, so that, that was a big positive for us as well. 
Jack McKenzie back in the squad. Michael Devlin was here watching as well, and he's getting a bit closer too. Um, Adam Montgomery obviously was on the bench, and, and he'll feature soon as well. Yeah, so Adam joined us late last night, so we felt like it was good to have him around us today, so that was good. Michael actually did a warm-up with the team for the first time, so that was good, he's back involved. And then young Jack, it's been a while since he's actually been on the pitch for us. And I think that was one of the reasons for bringing Adam in as well, that we need cover, we need competition, we need to keep pushing them all. So Johnny, Jack and him himself and obviously Dino, it's important there's competition in those areas. Adam will definitely give us that with real quality. Uh, but I think Jack coming back is a positive for us as well because he was good in the start of the season and it's important that continues. Just one final one on the window. Um, I'm sure you'd like to have maybe done a little bit more business, but, but you weren't just going to do it for the sake of doing it, I don't suppose. Yeah, 100%. I think we, we were in there till 11 o'clock, half 11 last night. We were going to stay till midnight, but then things weren't moving. Uh, we wanted to add quality. We, we recognised we need a little bit of help for Christian right at the top end, but which we couldn't add. I think we've, we've had our fingers burnt before here, adding play people late in the window where there's not a lot of goals coming out of them. So... I think adding things that are not going to solve problems is not the answer. Uh, we've got a good group of players that can fix what we need. Marley will come back late in the window, as, uh, not late in the window, sorry, in four or five weeks, I think, and then uh, we'll have we'll be really up and firing. But I think we've got a group of players that are capable of winning games before that. But there's no point adding players that you're not sure they're going to help you. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights and all the goals, exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. They were other matches in the Premiership midweek. Hibs and Hearts drew now now in the Edinburgh Derby Easter Road on Tuesday night in a game of plenty of chances of Robbie Nielsen's men stayed 10 points clear in third place. It was also nil nil between Dundee and Dundee United with the host dropping to the foot of the table on goal difference after St Johnston ended their long winless run with a 2-1 victory at Livingston. It was one all between St Mirren and Motherwell in Paisley with the Steelmen equalising in stoppage time. In the Championship, Partick Thistle beat Air United 1-0 at Fir Hill, while Wraith Rovers and Queen of the South drew 3 all at Starks Park. And on Wednesday night, Celtic Leapfrog Rangers into top spot following their 3-0 win at Parkhead. We've been rolling out the COVID-19 vaccine booster, starting with those most at risk. If you haven't had yours yet, it's time to roll up your sleeves. Evidence shows that after we're vaccinated, our immunity reduces gradually over time. And with Omicron around, the vaccine booster is the best way to build your protection back up. Let's help protect our loved ones, the NHS and the progress we've made. Book your appointment now at nhsinform.scot. End of the January transfer window went out with a whimper than a bang with a deadline day loan deal for Adam Montgomery arriving from Celtic. The left-sided player who was recently signed a new deal at Celtic until 2025 joins the Dons for the remainder of the season. Adam has made 18 appearances for the Parkhead side this season, featuring in a Champions League qualifier. Heading out on loan to Kilmarnock is Dean Campbell. Dean's made 75 appearances for the first team since making his debut in 2017 against Celtic, age 16. In doing 
doing so, becoming the, the youngest ever Don, and he won the AFC Young Player of the Year award in the 2019-20 season. Cut by Scotland at under-19, 18 and 17 age groups, Dean signed a three-and-a-half-year extension to his contract in December 2019. So, the roundup of our business during the transfer window, in came Vicente Beswin from Den Haag on £350,000. Dante Povara from Georgetown uh, Hoyas has come in as well. Adam Montgomery there on loan from Celtic. Out went Ryan Hedges to Blackburn Rovers, Jack Gerdes to Sacramento. Ronald Hernandez, the deal with Atlanta United was uh, made permanent. Now McGinn went to Dundee. Mark Gallagher is out on loan to Cliftonville. Matty Longstaff returned to Newcastle following the end of his loan deal. And Austin Samuels ended his loan from Wolverhampton Wanderers, subsequently signing for Inverness Cali Thistle. And Dean Campbell goes out on loan to Kilmarnock. Ultimately, the majority reaction from the Red Army is that they were underwhelmed by the activity or lack of it during the window, an opportunity to make a statement of intent for the second half of the season for both supporters and the league. One of those new signings, Vicente Beswin made a positive start against Ross County on Tuesday night and he spoke to Mal before the match. Tell me a bit about what type of player you are and what the Aberdeen fans can expect to see. <laughs> um, I'm a guy that likes to play with my heart, so I do what comes into my mind. So if I want to uh, do a skill, I do a skill. And um, I'm fast. I like one versus one, one versus one. I like to give crosses. Um, I, I like to score, I like to give uh, assists, so I think they can can expect a guy that always gives 100% and give them a show. You can watch the full interview with uh, Vicente on Red TV. Um, Academy Director Gavin Levy has been reflecting on the last few months which saw Conor Barron graduate to the first team, making his debut in the Scottish Cup. And it's also great to see Conor Barron making his debut, isn't it? We see Conor, just what a fantastic attitude he's got. He's, just, he's worked so hard and really deserved it. Yeah, Conor, Conor, right from the word go at seven years old, was playing against Giants in an under-10 uh, game against St Mirren, or the, one of the teams, St Mirren or the firm, I can't remember who it was at the time. But um, yeah, he's, he's one of these ones who just, he's, he's got a fighting attitude. Um, his, his work off the pitch to practice has always, you know, it's, it's, I, I said to him on the day after he got his debut there that it's all the bits that nobody sees with Connor is what's got him to where he is now. And that's the key message for a lot of our academy players. It's the things that go on away from here. You know, we can give them what we can at Aberdeen, but it's the ones that do it behind closed doors that, that's, that's really important. And Connor's always been like that. And, you know, he's very quick as well, you know, at the, the defining moment in his career when he makes his debut to thank everyone. And, you know, the first thing he said to me was, can you please go and thank all the staff who've worked with me over the years? Um, and I had to send a message out to them all that he wanted to thank that. And then Jim Crawford uh, dug out the picture of Conor Barron signing my under-10s with him and Scott Duncan in the boardroom at Pataudry, um when he could barely see over the, the boardroom table uh, on Sunday for us there. So, yeah, it's great. And it's a chance for, you know, the academy to celebrate. But I also, you know, speak to his dad on Saturday night and I know how chuffed Graham and Fiona will be. Um, and his, his sister Millie, just um, on, on him making that uh, landmark occasion for him. And that's the thing, Gavin. I mean, you, you bring these players through the academy, I mean, it likes the corner, he then wins a professional contract. But it, it, it's then up to him, isn't it? And, and I mean, Connor, I mean, I still see him at Cormac Park at six, seven o'clock at night. You know, he's been in the gym. You know, he's always out on the training pitch and that. It's about, you know, these players, I, I've got, we'll give them a platform, but they've also got to go and take it as well, haven't they? 
Yeah, and, and, and they're all very different. And, you know, Connor can, you know, he sees what he needs to do. You know, and, and I think it's important. That, again, I used that word before about our, you know, first team players coming coaching. They've got to be self-aware, and I think uh, you know Connor knows what he needs to be in his game. And if you watched him in the Edinburgh City game, he had a point to prove. He wanted to catch the eye. He was always looking around, trying to read situations before the ball came to him. Um, and that's what he's like. He has to be quick at that. He has to learn the game. He wants to do all he can. And you know, you mentioned Calvin before, Mal. For me. Calvin's a player very different in terms of his mentality. You know, he, Calvin has a real belief in his ability and he just wants a ball. And Calvin would want a ball whether he was playing in front of 80,000 people or whether he was playing in the car park here at Cormac Park. He wouldn't care. He just wants a ball to, to go. And, you know, both of that works for different players. And I think for us, we've got to kind of harness what these people are. They have to understand what they are and we've got to try and give them whatever they need to, to go and be the best they can. Tomorrow we're away to Livingston for the 3pm kickoff at Almondville. If you're not going to the match, it's available on Livy TV on pay-per-view or on Red TV International coverage starts at 2.30pm. The other matches in the Premiership on Saturday are Dundee versus Ross County, Hibs versus St Mirren and St Johnston versus Dundee United, all 3pm kickoffs. And then on Sunday, the early kickoff is between Manuel and Celtic at 1.30pm and then Rangers versus Hearts at 4pm. A new date has been selected for our postponed home match against St Johnston at Pataudry after the match last weekend was called off due to Storm Malik. The match will now be played on Tuesday the 15th of February with a 7.45pm kickoff. And there's limited availability for tickets for the unveiling of the Sir Alex Ferguson statue on Friday the 25th of February at midday. You can get your free ticket for the event at afc.co.uk forward slash e-tickets or by contacting the ticket office on 01224 63 or in person from the Pataudry ticket office. I'll be back on Tuesday following the Livingston match. If you're heading to Almond Bell, have a safe journey and enjoy your day out. Till next time, stand free. Don's News, next Tuesday evening from 8.